This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to a Chris Maka episode of Debbins On Demand. It's Chris Debbins with my fiance, Ariel. Hello. Um, we are also, by the way, recording this on the winter solstice. Oh, happy winter solstice. Which is the shortest day of the year. So unhappy winter solstice. No, no, well, yeah. But here's my thing. I think that the workday should be proportional to how much sunlight there is. Oh. So I think the less sun, the less work. Uh, but see, really, summer is when I don't want to have to work at all because it's nice outside. We're not changing the summer. Oh, okay. Just we're the just, winter. We're just shrinking them down for the winter. Also, there are summer hours, right, where you get off early. I mean, yeah, some places. Some, some places will do that. Like on Fridays, they'll let you out at like four instead yeah. of five. Why aren't there winter hours when well, we need to enjoy the sun actually, more often? Actually, when I worked, so my first job out of college was at the Jewish Federation in Boston. Mm-hmm. And Shabbat, which is every Friday night, is technically observed at sundown, which like my family's reformed, so we don't do. Right. And we did get winter hours so that people oh. who observed could get home on time for Shabbat to like cook and stuff. I think we got out at like 1 p.m. all winter. Oh, I love that. On Fridays, not oh, like every day that. of the week. So if, you, if you're a manager, if you're a boss of any kind, you know, just consider that. Yeah. Proportional, proportional hours. But only in the winter. I feel like it's so important to just underline yes, that Yes, yes, yes. We're not going to, there's a, there's a uh, hard stop of expanding the hours. We keep what <laughs> yeah. they are the rest of the year and then bring them down proportionally. Whatever they are on the, the summer solstice typically, the proportion between, you know, work hours and sunlight hours, then we bring them down from there. Uh-huh, that, yep. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Someday if I'm ever like like a the boss boss, if I've ever become like the CEO of Odyssey, um, <laughs> I'm going to start implementing a lot of these policies. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but this is a Christmaca episode because it is a bona fide Christmaca this year. It's, yep. Tonight's the fourth night of Hanukkah when we're recording this. And uh, it's going to overlap actually with Christmas, which we celebrate both. Seth Cohen would be overjoyed. What is that from again? Gilmore the Girls? OC. Oh, the OC. You'll one, get it one of these days. You've been saying for years that you want to show me that show because yeah. of what they celebrate Christmas on that show. Yeah. Not many, you know, there's a lot of Christmas movies. There's a few Hanukkah movies. Not really a lot of Christmas no. movies, are there? Um, movies. But we're running into a problem that almost every other couple has, always, but we almost never do. And we've talked about this a bit on the show, and that is splitting the holidays. Yeah. We almost never have to do that. No, it's been so nice. That's the only reason I'm dating you. Right, exactly. I've told people for, for years, like, you have that issue with splitting the holidays. The life hack is find someone Jewish. Yep. If you're not Jewish. And then you just, you know, we're always going to celebrate Passover with your family. Yeah. And, you know, Easter with mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but this there's an actual overlap this year. And what's making it even a little bit more hairy 
is that there is this big winter storm headed for Buffalo where my family is. Yeah, what are they calling it? Like a, a once in a generation kind of storm or feel, something like that. Like, I feel like I they're think sensationalizing. I feel like they, they write that Every three months in Buffalo. Yes, didn't they just have one other one of those? Like, yeah, they I had think a winter so. storm. <laughs> and de- depending on when you're listening to this, that you know, and if you're in the Buffalo area, that winter storm may have come or not and passed. Uh, who knows, right? But we are, you know, we're trying. We're going to be going to Buffalo to visit family, mm-hmm. and our plan was to go on Christmas Eve. But everyone keeps everyone. The weather people are saying that. You know, Friday, the day before Christmas Eve, like there's going to be a, you know, it's going to be hard to travel. So we might have to blow up some Hanukkah plans that we have uh, to do some Christmas plans. And, you know, kind of sucks, but I can't we can't complain, can we? Because most people have this issue. I think we can still complain because I think that you're always, you know, complaints are always valid and often cathartic. But I don't think that we can ask for pity. We can't ask for pity. The, the you know, as I've been reading about this forecast, though, you know, it, we don't know what's going to happen, no. right? But it just reading it was kind of a bummer because, uh, you know, the past few years for a lot of people have been the holidays have been screwed mm-hmm. because of COVID, and you know, I was really hoping that this year we would be able to have a holiday celebration for Christmas in particular that we just have used to have, like you know, just yeah. the whole family together, and it just how ironic would it be? If, you know, once in a generation storm happens to be then and I have found and I'm wondering if anyone else has kind of done this way, this little bit, too, is, you know, kind of trying to temper my excitement about holidays in general since since the pandemic started. Is there anyone else that that almost in, in a way not just tempers their excitement for it, but has started to dislike holidays a little bit? Because there's so much pressure to enjoy them. And then when the, the rug is ripped out from underneath you, whether it be a winter storm or COVID or family arguments or whatever, yeah. it's, you know, it's a little more painful because you're expecting it. I think a lot of people good. feel that way. Like, um, I think the holidays in general are hard for people. And, and I've read a lot of things about like ways to wish people a peaceful holiday or something versus oh. saying like have a happy holiday because then there's pressure to be happy when like you might not be happy this year because right there might be something sure. in the family you may have just experienced a big loss there may be winter weather or something getting in the way of travel plans like there could be so many different things that sort of like get in the way of happy celebration mm-hmm. and it's hard to I think be like okay I'm going through life, but then on this specific day, I'm going to be happy and everything's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely someone who puts a lot of pressure on things to be perfect. And then when like one little thing goes wrong, it's like, oh, well, shit, like everything's ruined. And like, that's a lot of emotional roller coaster to go through. So like, I do think it's pretty common to just like for people to be sort of like tempered expectations, like Mm -hmm. enough things sort of go wrong in a row that you're like, well, it'll be what it'll be. And what we get will be what we get. Right. I don't know. I mean, I dread my birthday every year because there were enough years where things went wrong on my birthday. And then mm-hmm. I sort of like stopped getting excited for it, started dreading it, but then also like wanted it to be good without putting pressure on it being good. And then it's just like a weird emotional clusterfuck for me. It's probably the first F-bomb we've dropped on the podcast, by the way. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Don't apologize. We can't do, I can't do this on the air, <laughs> uh, but on podcast form, it's, it's doable. It's, I it's, just couldn't come up with a better description of what was happening in my brain than no, emotional I, I, think, I think everyone can relate to, to that though. I mean, like, first of all, there, there's rarely a, there's, I would say there's never a perfect holiday. And uh, as you know, especially over the past few years, 
but I don't want to get to a place where I'm not excited at all for Christmas mm-hmm. and I find and, or for any holiday. I do find myself heading in that direction a little bit. Or is that just part of adulthood? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I really I really don't know. I've only ever had two Christmases, so That's true. It's hard for me to say. That that is kind I of I think true. I'm still in like the honeymoon phase with Christmas. I also think that's one of the few reasons you're you're <laughs> with me is uh is is cuz you get Christmas then as well. I think it's cuz I get a tree. Christmas is a pretty baller holiday. Can we just talk about that? I mean, like it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. You know, the the decor, the presents. I feel the same way about Hanukkah, though, too. Mm-hmm. And every time I mention this to anyone who is Jewish, you know, I've mentioned this to you a million times. Uh, I mentioned this to your 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 sister, actually, uh, a couple of days ago when we were celebrating Hanukkah with your family. And she seemed surprised. I've mentioned it to people at work. Anyways, that Hanukkah is my favorite Jewish holiday. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of Jewish people are like, really? Because it's not a very important no. religiously one. I mean, Passover, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, like th- those are all like really religious ones. Although I don't think Yom Kippur no, is anyone's I favorite. I, I know that. It's a very kind of a very solemn, somber, uh, somber holiday. Fasting. Yes, of course. But uh, but all those have, you know, religious, much more religious significance. Yeah. But Hanukkah, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's festive. I think in general, any kind of holiday that is in the wintertime yeah. where you can have, and you're with family and it can brighten up the what is, mm-hmm. let, let's just call it what it is. It's the worst time of the year. Absolutely awful. Yeah, if we didn't have these holidays in the winter, like, I don't, I, I think I would go out of my skin. Because at least now we sort of like push it until, yeah, like, till January. January. And then right. the gloom and doom sets in. And then we go on vacation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. What you and I do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But there's a reason that, yeah. that people say, oh, January and February suck, but they don't consider December terrible mm-hmm. because there's this, these awesome holidays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like Hanukkah because I think I got to give my mom a lot of credit. Um, she's always leaned very hard into like, well, holiday spirit in general. Yes. So like I didn't feel like, oh, well, all the Christian kids have like pretty lights and decorations and stuff mm-hmm. because my mom has like all of the same, oh, like yeah. anything that you could picture as a Christmas decoration, we have as a Hanukkah decoration, like yes. all of the lights, all of the decor, like mm-hmm. flashing things in the windows. So, you know, yes. it was still like super fun and, and whatever, but that's fairly um, abnormal. I wouldn't know really. Yeah. Because I only celebrate Hanukkah with your family. Yeah. But I love it. I love it. I love it. Can we talk about, because it's a, it's a gift buying season in general, gift bags are the superior option when it comes to wrapping gifts, like opposed to wrapping paper. Can we just talk about yeah. that for a second? These far superior. I was trying to wrap a box and make it look pretty the other night. And it took me three tries. I don't know if you found the scraps of uh, yeah, wrapping what you, paper what on the kitchen floor. What are you doing? I meant to talk to you about this. You, <laughs> I cut it the wrong size and then I ripped one of them. And No, it looked like a raccoon <laughs> got in here and tried to wrap our presents. And also you left the roll on the floor too, just like half like unrolled. I was in a rush. In a rush, you're not working this week. <laughs> but I, what do you? What do you have? Yoga? No, I was actually gonna, yes, do a run, a Peloton run on the oh. treadmill, but I had to do that and then shower all in time to get to my parents' house. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, I, I also love a side note uh, for everybody listening. I had offered to wrap the gift that you're referring to, and you said, "No, no, I'll take care of it because I'm not working today." Uh huh. And. Uh, yeah, and then that happened, and then that happened. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot longer to wrap than I thought it would. The, the the reason, so gift bags, not only are they easier, they're reusable. Like anytime that that laziness and being good for the environment overlap, uh-huh. I'm all for it, 100%. 
They do. I have found though we because we've been we we kind of play this game with your your family and mine as well uh, for birthdays as well where we just like trade bags back and yeah. forth. And I have found that they do have an expiration date. There's a couple that up we have up in the attic. They look sad. They look they look pathetic. Yeah, they look mm-hmm. like they want to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, there is kind of a a high to getting packages delivered. Do you oh, agree? Yeah. That's why I have an online shopping problem. That way I get packages delivered that are just presents from me to me like all year long. <laughs> I'm really starting to understand why you shop so much. There's just I no- don't keep it all, but it's just so fun to get it. I know. I almost feel like if you, there doesn't even need to be anything in these boxes. There's something about going out on our porch and you see, ooh, a box. And the first thing is, is it for Ariel or is it for me? And then if it's for me, I always forget because I... I I ordered all my stuff for the holidays like a while ago. Why aren't you special? I am awesome. I'm a big planner. Uh, but a lot of the stuff has been delayed, so I forget. Oh, it's such a high. It doesn't matter what's in it. Most of these things aren't even for me. Yeah. They're not even for me. They're for other people. You can bottle that up. Uh, although I will say, you know what's the least fun game to play this time of year is the will my package arrive yeah. before whatever night of Hanukkah or or Christmas. There was I just I just got an order today, so this is why I, uh, I got a notification today saying a package, the last one, is not coming. Apparently, it's out of stock, and they took. I ordered this November twenty seventh. It's rude. Yeah, so now I have to go out tonight and buy you another Hanukkah present. So that's happening. Um, how often do you really need to wash your clothing? Well, and we, go, yeah, I want to hear you answer this question, then we'll we'll, we'll tell people why why I'm bringing this. <laughs> this up. feels rude. It's not. This it's, is a setup. Is this, oh for sure? This is a targeted question. I usually wash my clothes. It depends on what clothes, mm-hmm. but I usually wash them once, either once a wear, or once every like two or so wears. Even pants? No, jeans are the exception. Jeans are very much the exception. But yeah. well, actually, it depends on which jeans because some of my jeans, and this is a problem that probably only women listening will understand. Mm-hmm. I think some of my jeans have too high of a lycra content. What the hell is that? It just like is what makes them a little stretchier, so they're not like that firm oh. jean material. And I will say that two of my favorite pairs, like. I can wear them once or twice. And then the second, like the third time I put them on, mm-hmm. they, I could fit a second one of me in. Like they just stretch too much. And so then I have to mm. at least get them in the dryer, but I'll wash them. I, w- I don't wash my jeans very often, but when, when I, I mean, I wash them when they need to be washed. They're always very tight right after. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you ever noticed this. I will kind of like dance around a little bit to like try and like, cause they gotta, they gotta be stretched out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bit. They gotta be stretched out. I know the stretch game. So we're bringing up this question of, you know, how often do you wash your clothing? Because we were at your parents' house for Hanukkah a few nights ago, and you wore what is honestly one of the best ugly sweaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, what, too lit to quit? Too lit to quit. It has a menorah on it. Yeah. And it lights up. It has like a full-on like LED yeah. light With a battery situation. Pack. And I also wore it to our little cookie decorating thing with our friends. Yeah. And somebody asked, oh, with the, with the electronics yeah. in there, how do you wash that? And you <laughs> said, I should wash this? <laughs> I didn't say I should wash this. I said, I don't know. You said, and you admitted, well, let's say, you're, you're, no, listen, I've never washed it. You've never washed it. Okay. You never washed it. I don't know how. So that's, that, that, that's where the question comes. I that's think the it, exception to the rule. I only well, wear it for a couple hours at a time. Well, so, and, and I'm almost, and I defended you a little mm-hmm. bit because you do only wear it a few hours at a time. I do the smell test for -hmm. all my clothing with the exception of underwear (laughs) that I know is going to be a failure. And like anything you work out in, I hope. Yeah, but I don't need to do this. I can (laughs) smell that. I don't even need to sniff it. It, it, it sniffs itself. I mean, like it, it gets to my nose without me trying. 
Do you really, do you ever need to wash it if it doesn't smell? I don't know. I thought about Googling this and then I decided nope, I don't need I anything I else do that. to worry about. I don't really know because I feel like with like some of my nicer clothes that are dry clean only, like I won't necessarily wash them everywhere. Mm -hmm. But if I wear them to something where I'm like sweating, then you should get them washed because the sweat will like end up destroying them and they're probably your, like your nicer clothes. Sure. But yeah, this is a sweater where like kind of at the end of the day, if it dies, it dies. Well, it's lived a good life. It's lived a good life. Yeah. It's made it to a lot of ugly sweater parties. Speaking of sweat, you know what I learned the other day? I learned that sweat is actually odorless. It's the bacteria that the sweat kind of uh, activates. It's the bacteria that starts smelling from Ew. the sweat. Yeah, but the sweat itself is odorless. Blech. Ugh. Hope you're not listening to this with breakfast. I apologize. But it is, it is you know, it, it's a Chrismica, but, you know, half of that is, you know, the Jewish Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this a little bit and I, I'm, are you comfortable with sharing? You posted something on, on LinkedIn yeah. that I thought was really powerful mm -hmm. and this is a bit more serious. I know on this, you know, this podcast, we, we joke a lot, but I think it's important, uh, you know, the, the Jewish holidays are more important than ever. And I'd love it if you would be, mm -hmm. you know, share kind of what you were saying, you know, obviously I'm not Jewish, so. Yeah, absolutely. So as we already touched upon Hanukkah is pretty much the least important of the Jewish holidays or the least religious of the Jewish holidays at the very least. Mm -hmm. um, but the story of Hanukkah is all about resilience and survival in the face of oppression. So basically there was a king, he wanted to eradicate the Jewish people, the Jewish people with their ragtag little army defeat the royal army and the Jews are still here to that. That's obviously the very, very, very dumbed down version. Right. Um, please don't go quoting me back to your, I don't know, teachers right. or something like, <laughs> like that's not, <laughs> that's not the full story, right. but that's basically the story. Um, and not like the fun part why the candles are in, but that's like the crux sure. of it. And so I personally, and I know that, that this is something that is a bit of a shared experience with a lot of people in my Jewish communities and, and networks as well, is that. Hanukkah feels especially important this year as anti-Semitism in the United States has gone up by, I believe it's 36% over the past year um, and reported incidents of violence against Jewish institutions. So that's schools, synagogues, JCCs, et cetera, mm -hmm. has gone up by 60 plus percent. Um, and it's a pretty scary time to be a Jew. Um, yeah. That's obviously like the very overt type of anti-Semitism that can be tracked and that's not including smaller acts, um, vandalism, like, you know, like, like graffiti, Which that kind of thing. I mean, there, there's been a lot of those in the news. I mean, with mm -hmm. the, the highway in L.A. What, yeah, what, what well, that would sign? be counted. That right. was like that's what I mean. pretty yeah. over. I mean, yeah, what, the, for people who don't know. It was. Uh, um, I mean, people probably listening to this podcast have some idea of, you know, Kanye West. Yeah. Has been saying a lot of anti-Semitic things over the past uh, couple months. Yeah, so the so in in Los Angeles on on a really busy highway, people were um, staging what ended up being dubbed a honka cost, which is like a really creepy thing to hear. But there were people with signs that said Kanye was right about the Jews, honk if you agree or honk if you know. Right. And so people were like honking. There was crazy traffic. There was crazy commotion. Like that. But that was would be counted in this you yeah. know rise of anti-Semitism. Yeah, absolutely. What probably wouldn't be counted is a friend of mine was recently in Philadelphia at Liberty Hall which mm -hmm. is where the Liberty Bell is. Yeah. And there was 
um, swastikas and like Hitler praise in the bathroom stalls and something that said die Jews. And like, he took a photo of it Ugh. and like, this is a, like it wasn't accidental that that's at Liberty Hall. Right. One but of I the, don't know that that would have been reported in the same way. Like I right. saw it because a friend of mine took a photo of it, mm-hmm. not because it was like in major newspapers. And, and so it's just a pretty, it's a pretty scary time to be Jewish and to be really face to face with what that, what that means and what that looks like. And, and, you know, being an American Jew is a really interesting um i think identity to have in that we are you know predominantly a white passing minority and obviously that's that's not encompassing there's tons of jews of color but Mm -hmm. you know for myself at the very least it's not something that i wear on my sleeve Mm -hmm. um but it's something that ancestors of mine have had to literally wear on their sleeves Mm -hmm. and so this year this hanukkah for me it's all about feeling so thankful that I have the ability to light those candles and practice this holiday that's been passed down from generation to generation in the face of persecution Mm -hmm. without fear of persecution and the hope that that right will continue to live on um, as is the essence, you know, of the holiday. Um, Yeah. So I think celebrating these holidays, you know, they're, um, shows pride in being Jewish mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be hidden. Yeah. Right. I love it. Th- thank you for, for sharing that. Um, yeah. And we always, we'll end on, we'll end with a random fact as we always do on this podcast. Um, well, you don't ask me what animals are in any Christmas songs. Oh, because yes. Uh, what was this a month ago? Yeah. You, Anyways, for anyone listening, Ariel thought that there were reindeer in the song Jingle Bells. Uh, there are not. Anyways, um, <laughs> random fact. Uh, the person who invented and patented the clasp on bras. Do you know who this was? No, but this was a huge. So I never know what the random facts are going to be. You never do. I never do. And I just assumed it was going to still be in like the Christmas. This, this was just a big pivot. Well, you could get a bra for Christmas. <laughs> that would be the who is getting you a bra for Christmas. Who was getting me a bra for Christmas? It's, okay, if anyone gets you a bra for Christmas, it better be me. I hope that nobody no, else gets you. I don't want you, a, you to buy me a bra. I'm not going to get, get you a bra, but <laughs> how? But if anyone's going to get you a bra, it should be me. I, I like. What if my dad was like, "Oh, here's a bra." Like, oh just I, there was a sale. I would run yeah. home in, yeah. in the snowstorm. In the snowstorm, right? <laughs> From exactly. Buffalo to Rochester. Maybe next year I'll get you eight bras for Hanukkah. Like one one bra a night. I get I, you four bras because they're double. I could cut them in half, <laughs> and then it counts for eight. Anywho, are you curious who patented and invented them? <laughs> yeah, because we're not even going to unpack that idea. Unpack that idea. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? I thought I was just thought that idea. Uh-huh. And it was Mark Twain. What? Yeah. How bizarre. Why was Mark Twain inventing boob jails? I don't know. But also, first of all, we don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't dive into this too much. And maybe that's my fault is like <laughs> he invented the class. Oh, the class. The not clasp. the bra. He didn't invent the bra. No, oh, no, okay, but the, okay, the, okay. Specifically the clasp. On bras. And I'm guessing that he didn't invent it for bras, but he invented that particular clasp okay. that is used now on bras. Boob jails. Boob jails. Boob jails. You don't have to wear one. <laughs> you just snort. We are gonna we are gonna snort. Uh we're gonna leave the snort in. Um so if you're if you're wondering, we just we cut something out that I had said because Ariel didn't like that I said it. Uh but Ariel is still snorting from it. And unfortunately, uh 
I'm not legally I'm I'm legally forbidden from from sharing what was just said there. What I will share though is that we are taking next legally week, forbidden. Legally forbidden. Oh, yes, God. the laws of our house. <laughs> That's uh, true. We are taking. Uh, we're off next week. The week between uh, Christmas and New Year's. So we'll be back with some fresh episodes. Fresh, hot episodes. Uh, in 2023. Yeah. We'll talk to you next year. Whatever you, Same us, new year. Yes. Uh, whatever you celebrate, hopefully it's great. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.